Hey y'all, I'm Moni and you're mixing with Moni, okay? Welcome to my weekly mixer where I take your favorite Bravo shows, TV news, and hot topics, mix it with my opinions and some of my friends' opinions, a little shade, and sometimes a cocktail or two. I'm bringing in my POC perspective to shows we all love. Let's mix it up. Hey guys, welcome back to Mixing with Moni. I'm Moni, and I'm super excited for this week's episode. I um, am coming down with a cold, so I do sound a little congested this week, but I promise there's no sneezing or, you know, any of that stuff or coughing throughout the episode. I'm really good with my mute button this week. Well, by now. So I'm excited because this week I'm going to be doing a fun episode that is basically all hot topics and some recap of the episodes of Housewives, but it was kind of a little slower this week, a little bit like of a low week um, and gearing up for a week of premieres. And then we're going to go into a Housewife Bravo overload, basically of four Housewives on at one time. It'll be a lot. I don't know how I'm going to handle it, but Nevertheless, this week I did a Hot Topics episode where I talked about all the things that are going on in Bravo News, plus recaps of Dallas and OC. And I did it with my friend that I met through Instagram and from going on her podcast, Tabitha from the Pop Culture Dweeb Podcast. She has a great podcast where she talks about all things pop culture, reality TV, of course, Housewives, and all of that good stuff. She's fun. She sounds like she could be part of the Kardashian clan. Um, she knows all of the things. She loves all the shows that we love. So I hope you guys enjoy. And sorry about the voice in advance. Um, but up next, we will be doing, jumping right into our Hot Topics episode and recap, don't worry, um, with Tabitha from the Pop Culture Dweeb podcast. All right, guys, as promised, I am here with the Pop Culture Dweeb, Tabitha, and I am so excited for you guys to hear this episode today. We have been so excited to record it. It is, we are fresh off of Halloween and fresh off of a week of complete and utter, utter shenanigans in the Bravo world. So me and Tabitha had the idea that we're going to do a hot topics, all Bravo hot topics episode of Bravo news and what's been going on in um, Bravo World this week, and I am so excited for you guys to listen to her and check her out. I went on her podcast a little bit ago. Uh, we should definitely check that out. It is called The Pop Culture Dweeb, and none other than Tabitha. Hello. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. I cannot wait to talk about all this Bravo news with you. It's been a crazy week. It has literally been the most insane week ever. Okay, so guys, last week I did a bonus episode with Megan from the Bravo Happy Hour podcast. Really great show we did. It was a bonus app about Married to Medicine and Vanderpump Rules. One that is currently on and one that is not on. We have no word on any of that yet. Quick sidebar, I've heard that BravoCon is going to be the birthplace of the Vanderpump Rules trailer for the new season. We will see, but that would make sense because they need something for that catastrophe and what people are calling Firefest 2.0. Um, because (laughs) yeah people are calling it that because there's basically nothing definitive um people have been given their tickets and their wristbands which is very firefest reminiscent but no itinerary there's no like 
what exactly is going on. We just know that there are going to be shows there, but we quote unquote, because none of the big players are going. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure none of the people that we really want to see are going to be there. Not even Stephanie Holman from Dallas. She's not even going. So that's who people really want to see. I'm pretty sure it's only Brandy and Leanne from Dallas. Like 90% of New York is not going. Sonia's having a wellness retreat in Mexico the same weekend. So there goes my dream of just reading the same era, Sonia Morgan. So, Wow. I did not know any of that information, actually. This is the first I'm hearing of it. I can't believe that. That That's crazy. Yep. From OC, I'm, I think only Bronwyn's going. I don't remember who else. I mean, I like her, but not enough to spend seven hundred dollars to go with a, without a plane ticket to go to New York to do what? And not to mention, I like her because well, she talks to me regularly, like on Instagram. I don't need to go pay money to see her. I could. That's ridiculous. Like I want to see. I don't even like Tamara or Vicky, but like if they're not going, what is the point? Like they are. Housewives of Orange County. I don't, yeah, nobody else I mean. needs to be there. Yeah. Kelly Dodd's not going. Shannon's not going. So, what is the point? Yeah, what is the point? I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong. I, I like Bronwyn to an extent as well, but like, they're not, she's not, she's, she's not, not on C. Yeah, she's not like, yeah, I wouldn't go see Emily or Gina. Like, it's no offense to Bronwyn. I wouldn't even go see them. They're too new to me. They are not my Real Housewives. They are not the staples of Real Housewives. Um, I think Thomas Luan is doing her cabaret there. I'm not entirely sure, but I believe, but that's like one night and that's one thing we've also, you can go see her at any point in time. She tours around the country. So, oh, and Nene's not going. So Atlanta, that's already a bus. So what, so what is the point? <laughs> not like, no, you all are going to this. I think it's because they're not getting paid. They don't want to go. Well, I mean, that makes sense. I would Which mean. it does make sense. But like at the same time, a lot of them, I would think that they would at least want to have a booth. I would negotiate like we're going to have a booth for my, you know, King and Moore's weave line or like Candy's various different businesses. Like if you can't even get the Atlanta girls who all have a different venture to bring their venture to BravoCon, then what is the point? How are they not getting paid? I feel like those tickets are like a billion dollars. I know. All the money, I guess, is going to go to Bravo. That makes zero sense to me. Yeah, that's really weird. Well, I guess we'll have to wait and see. That's happening in a few days, the 15th. I know. So, which I am okay with. You know, I can understand why Vanderpump Rules is going to be premiered there, the trailer. Um, I do hope that we get it before then. I hope someone's wrong because we usually get it as a treat around December 1st to the first or second week of December. And mm-hmm. if they give us a trailer in the middle of November, they're not going to give us an episode for another, another six weeks. Yeah, so like I'll be devas- devastated. Yeah, I feel like this time last year, we already had episodes. Or we were- yeah, normally it's between like mid to late November or early, early December. Like it's usually our Christmas present. Yeah. Because they always end around early spring. Yeah. Well, hopefully they do premiere it there or like you said, premiere it soon because I'm getting impatient. I so impatient. Like I've been without Vanderpump Rules for a very long time. I went and saw Stassi, as you know, I saw her show, the Next Level Basic show, and she definitely hinted at a lot of drama with Kristen, which has since come out in the news as well. But yes. it's going to be, I'm so excited. I can't wait. I can't wait. Oh my gosh, guys, we've already derailed into a Vanderpump Rules. This is why I needed to do a bonus episode because I miss it so much. There's also so many things to talk about. But this episode, like I said, we're going to do a All Hot Topics Bravo News episode. We will do a couple of brief, you know, um, 
walkthroughs of the episodes of Housewives this week, but I was so severely underwhelmed. I thought that the, what was going on in the news was way bigger than what was going on on my screen. So yeah. we'll do a little bit of, you know, dabbling into OC and Dallas and what happened on the screen, but mainly all the things that we've all been talking about that people have been in my DMs night and day, day and night about. So I'm going to give all my opinions, all my thoughts here. I want to respond to everyone, but it's just better to do a blanket statement of everything. So we're going to do that. And we're going to start with the obvious choice from beginning to end. You know, I like to go in chronological order. Sunday, Teresa and Joe, the Jersey interview from hell. Oh my God. It was a hot mess. Okay. Like, yeah. It was a hot mess, but I also, like, was glued to my TV, like, in... Right. I'm so surprised some people were underwhelmed. I mean, I'm, I get it. They didn't say anything. Of course, they are... Bravo was going to milk this for all it's worth. We have a whole season to develop how we got to this point. Basically, they gave us point Z. So we see where they are at now. Yeah. We need to see how they got there. And we're going to go to Jersey, I mean, to Italy with them. Bravo's going with them to go and... Uh, see Joe for the first time so they can't give everything away but like I still think they delivered they were so Teresa and Joe it was our first time seeing them in five years together on TV yeah like the brief stint does not count of when she came home and Joe was there they reunited he left like three weeks later so it doesn't count I have been I don't know yeah okay First, I have been in a New Jersey coma. If you listen, I know you do, but if any of the other listeners out there listen to my podcast, last week the episode was all about my New Jersey coma. I started season five recap all the way up to current. And this interview is exactly like the cherry that I needed on top of my New Jersey Sunday that I accidentally yes. created. I have I have so many thoughts I can't even really like get them all together. I I guess I'll first say I feel like Joe is Joe. I don't feel like there's yep. been a lot of like like Teresa like came out like a different woman. Like she's like peace, serenity, workout, da 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 da. I'm strong. I do think she came out as a different woman. I would still venture to say she's still equally as delusional as she was oh, before. Sure. Still, but she I- does seem like she's not as much not as ragey. Yeah, her IQ is definitely the same. But as far as, yeah, she's a little bit more zen now. I feel like Joe is still like, whatever. You know what it is. I don't care. You got to do it. Right, and he doesn't even <laughs> think that he did anything wrong. I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that, he, and someone actually said to me, I think that all we needed to know about what Joe thinks of his crimes is what he said when Andy asked him why he didn't ask Trump to pardon him. Oh, the yeah. Busy. He. I didn't want to give him that bad light. I was like, "Oh no, okay, we're in the wrong territory." That's the wrong answer. The answer is, I don't deserve to be pardoned. Maybe, or yeah, it would have looked bad because you were already. I've said this on my podcast before. Joe was not getting mistreated because he was celebrity. People, this is literally how the system handles immigrants who commit crimes in America. This is this is it. But this is the point, right? It's like, if anything, he was given so many appeals because he was a celebrity. So him thinking that, oh, it's just so terrible. They were so terrible to me. I don't understand why they were doing this to me. I was like, you broke many laws, not the law, many of the laws, like a great many. I had to remind a few people, even on my um, Instagram, he didn't just 
do, you know, the money, the financial laundering thing and all in the business, the bankruptcy fraud and the business fraud and all that, which is already a lot. He also used his brother's ID uh-huh. to get like a driver's license and like used it to, he, he was using his passport. Like that's illegal. It is literally mail fraud. And if anyone does not you know, know exactly how big of a deal mail fraud is. It's the reason the college admission scandals, they're going to jail. They're not getting necessarily booked for bribery. They're getting booked for bankrupt. I mean, for mail fraud. That is the crime. You can't do that. It's a big deal. And for him to then like go at the end and say like, this is the best thing that's probably ever happened to you, Andy. Oh my God. I wanted to like, what an asshat. Throw something at my TV. It was the rudest thing that he could have possibly said. Now, a little bit true, but also is stupid. he wrong? Yeah, I mean, no, it's true, but like kind of rude. Well, to like, say that it was the worst, the best thing that's ever happened to Andy, I think that was rude. Andy yeah. has a fantastic career. The best thing that ever happened to Andy, period, is Bravo. That's it. Like point blank, hard stop. That's it. But to say it's the you know nobody knew about those housewives until. Jersey, and I've heard a lot of podcasters this week, you know, go with the very politically correct opinion and say there was OC and there was New York and those were really big. Yeah, but no. Jersey and that table flip, I mean, come on. It is literally the start of how Teresa got even onto or into a relationship with Donald Trump. It's how she got onto a celebrity apprentice. It's how reality TV stars from Housewives and Bravo started getting on to other things. It was because she flipped a freaking table in season one. It's what caught everybody's attention for sure. Season one. (laughs) Bravo, or yes, there was Orange County and there was New York and I was watching both of them. But I was just kind of like watching them and housewives hadn't become housewives yet. And then when Teresa flipped the table, I mean, it was just like, what? that was it. That it's, was the one TV that I can't live without. And yeah. And then to go on from that to chasing Danielle Staub around a, a banquet hall and having her hide in a car for three hours in season two. And then season three, ladies and gentlemen, that was the christening. The oh. biggest episode. I think the biggest season opener we've ever had to date of any housewife franchise. The christening, the fight lasted for 41 minutes. It's insane. New Jersey is gold, honestly. I've said it before that, um, and then it's not a popular opinion, that OC is my favorite. But, I mean, I'm kind of having a change of heart. And I don't want to be, like, that person that is, like, my favorite's whatever's on, you know? But, like, I just like, <laughs> Whatever child's in front of me is the one I love most. Yeah, I just feel like I went into my New Jersey coma and then like i just feel like new jersey's my favorite like there's no way it can't be i don't think anyone's going to you know think that i think that you have very popular answers for favorites this year especially are roni is always a crowd favorite new jersey everyone he loves uh and potomac those are the three that most people say no one argues with them because like okay yeah sure you're you're welcome to that but also they're the ones that deliver countlessly right and they were harder than any other housewife franchise there is i have a soft spot for oc because you know it was the, the first, first everybody knows oh blah 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 you know but no, it's it's no longer my favorite. Jersey's definitely my favorite. Well, but... under delivering right now, it's making me very nervous oh. for when Jersey and Atlanta comes back on. Like the, comp- I think OC is gonna like lose viewers. Like I'm nervous because they they're so boring that when Jersey 
And Atlanta, when they're in a Jersey Atlanta sandwich, they're going to get lost. It's like the bun is going to be yummier than what's in the bun. For sure. And I mean, they're just lucky that they come on on different nights, for real. Yeah. Like, it, it, oh, yeah. It doesn't even, it helps that Jersey's coming on before Dallas on Wednesdays um, next week, guys, because it's like a little bit of a lead in. Dallas is suffering in ratings, which is really sad. I think they're going to be the first to go. I really do. And I don't think it should be. I, I really do. Back next year? I don't think they're going to come. I don't think they can make it. They can't make it past 700,000 viewers. They don't get there. They have not been at 700 at all this season. And I actually think we've been at the best episodes we've had. I don't think they're going to last in the sixes mm-hmm. next week. Or, you know, we just got the trailer. And we are jumping around a bit. But we just got the midseason trailer. And Leanne, I mean, Leanne's. Mexican comments. I think it's really going to deter people. I am not going to say that the Bravo, you know, fans are the most, you know, politically correct or even the most like culturally sensitive bunch. But I will say that when they're slapped with racism, a lot of times they feel no, no other way that they can go other than to, you know, go against that to say like, that's not right. And I think people are going to get very uncomfortable with her saying it. And Leanne is the driving force of the show. I do not like her very much this season, but she is a driving force. And I don't think the show can survive without her, but I don't think that they can make in good conscience keep her on there. I don't think that's a good idea. I think that you're going into very muddy, muddy waters when you allow someone to say something in an insulting racist tone, even if it was not directly a racist slur, you can't, she knew what she was doing. Everyone on the, the cast was uncomfortable with it. And it seems like everyone's not comfortable with her right now at all. No one wants to film with her. Even Cameron is not her friend right now. Yeah. And honestly, and we talked about this when you were on my podcast, I think Brandy has checked out like 110%. She, I don't think she wants to put her family back on back through this again next year yeah. either. I don't, I, don't, think, I don't blame her. I think she's totally checked out, but... I don't know. That makes me sad because I really do like Dallas. I um, really do like I, Dallas. I think the characters are so different and so interesting. And they're all so different from each other. I want to see them all on TV in some capacity. I don't necessarily know in what ways yet because I don't think Dallas is going to work without them. I don't think they have enough support from their own community. I think that their ratings are way too low for how good they are. But I also think that we've seen the best that they've got. I think that they'll give them another season. They'll just clean house with a lot of the housewives and get okay. in there and then see kind of how that does. And then Leanne has got to go. I think that's like, that's HR. I think Deandra's got to go. I mean, I think Deandra to- probably does have to go. I feel bad because I don't know where she will go. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't think that she should do this to herself. I don't. I don't think that she should fight with her mom on TV. She's got one storyline. She needs to let the business go. It is doing her no favors at all. She yeah. in an ultra world, in a fab fit fun world, you know? Yeah, she we all have too many beauty products that we have to sift through. She is so she's so tragic. I she needs to go. I think Ooh. that Randy's gonna go. I think that Deandra needs to go. Um I don't think that Leanne will go, but I'm okay if she does. But I don't think she will because like you said, I think she's the driving force of the show right now. She's kind of the only thing that only one that's bringing drama um i'm interested to see if stephanie will stay if brandy goes 
I would like to see them do a spinoff, but I also know that they've tried three times before. That's right. actually how Dallas got started, I've heard, was right. that they had been approached by different production companies to do something three times before. And the first time, it actually turned into another Bravo show called Most Eligible Dallas. And if anybody knows who Courtney Kerr is, um, that's where she got, like, she was a big blogger. And then she had a show called, like, Courtney Loves Dallas. It was on Bravo. They're very good shows. Everybody has, like, Amazon Prime. They're on there. Um, it was very good. I used to like that actually a lot more than Housewives, um, but that's what it turned into. So they never got it off the ground, but I think now that they're known, they could make something work. But I just think that Bravo will not feel good about, you know, keeping Leanne because of this, but I also don't feel like they have enough faith in Dallas without her. So I, I do, I hope they don't cancel them, but I think that they're, that they're going to get rid of them first. And that's really yeah. bad because they're delivering more than OC. OC has got to go. Like it just does. I don't know what else they can do other than bring back an entire cast. Like bring back everyone from where it was good. Which I think is what they're kind of trying to do with the whole Alexis and your favorite Megan King Edmonds. Like oh, uh-huh. I think that that's I hope you say that ironically. Yeah, I said that. <laughs> <laughs> for everyone who does not know, I have a very strong distaste for MKE. I do. I do not. Does that mean that I think what she's going through is a, is it's good? I think it's terrible. I would hate to be in her position. I think that no woman should have to suffer through infidelity this many times. But at the same time, girl, you saw it coming. I have literally never seen a person so disinterested in being with another person than Jim Edmonds was with his wife. That's Jane, Jane, Jane. Jane. I mean, uh, honestly. But yeah, I what mean, same. If you think about it, and even bringing it back to New Jersey, it's kind of the same as like what we saw, the dynamic between Teresa and Joe. Uh, like, I've never seen two people be disinterested in each other so much. When we've seen in so many of the earlier seasons, even if you didn't like their relationship, Joe would always be all over her. He thought she was so hot. He like would touch her so many times and she was all over her husband. She loved her husband. And now Andy flat out asked them if they found each other attractive and they both found different ways to say yes and no at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. They're done. They're done getting, yeah, we had like a super derail, but um, yeah, back to the New Jersey interview. They're done. Like, I I don't think that they will um, stay married at all. I think what they'll do is get like all of the legal situations kind of out of the way. And then I, thought, I think that they're going to wait until he gets physically deported. Like when he finally gets deported, that's when they'll make it happen. Um, yeah. just, it's a little bit easier to file things if you have to file with someone who's a citizen versus not a citizen. So if they deport him, the d- divorce proceedings are totally different versus if he's in America, which I don't foresee him staying because it's kind of just the law you kind of can't commit a crime while you're here on any other type of allowance other than a citizen like you don't get to stay afterwards you get to leave like you have to go because you've already disrupted the legal system and used up tax dollars and all this stuff and now you do wrong things but like now you gotta go you can't just come and you know disrupt people's lives and and stay so i think she's just waiting for that to all get taken care of. But I also did find it interesting that both of them wore orange after they got released from prison. Yeah, like, okay, so I don't understand that at all. Joe did not dress himself. Okay, anytime you're going to go on a television network like that, there's always, always, always a stylist there who 
was like, yeah, wear this orange blazer. I mean, <laughs> in their right mind. Like, that, that had to have been a joke. And for him to, I don't know. I don't get it. Like, I don't get it. Teresa's jumpsuit, while, yes, it was a jumpsuit, it was almost like a burnt burgundy orange. So I felt like it kind of, like, his was bright fucking orange. Right. Like, I, just, you know, I, don't get, I don't get why that was a decision that was made. That, I just feel like I would go so far away from the entire orange color wheel. Not a red, not a burnt orange, you know, not a cardamom, not anything orange, like relate, not a ginger, not a yellow. I would be like blues. Yeah, I, do, I do all black. Like show how somber and sorry I am after I just Right. Got, even like, better idea. I like that even better. <laughs> it makes zero sense to me why you would even flaunt in people's faces like and then for him I did not include this in notes but him saying that he's basically doing sports betting as his next oh my venture. god that, you cannot yeah. say that on tv show this is what got you in trouble in the first place you can't be a criminal and tell people on the internet and on the television that you are a criminal the government will see it it is literally admissible it's the most insane thing when he said that I was like I don't really fully understand what that is because I'm like not into sports at all whatsoever but it sounds illegal or it sounds like he's like a bookie like you like you tell them the bets like you ever seen like those mob movies and stuff like you tell them the bet you put money in you give them the money but if you don't pay up they come after you that's what it sounds like he's doing and he's like no 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 we don't do the bets I'm like okay but yeah but betting isn't the illegal part in America. It's the bookie part. That's the problem. You can't do yeah, that. It, just, it sounded very shady. It was a little bit over my head, but I was like, something about that just doesn't sound ethical. So I don't know about so, that. Whole interview out of 10. What do you give it? Um, I would give it. It's uh, actually a really hard question. I guess I would give it like a seven. Okay, I, I, I'm pretty confident with a seven as well. I think a solid seven, loose eight. Yeah. Like a I very loosey-goosey eight. I definitely needed it. And, like, it, it, I needed it. it I did, too. I loved her um, uh, blaming Caroline on them going to prison. Like, it's just not your husband, is it? Like, but what's funny is that it's like, she said, is she the rat? Like, does she rat us out? And I was like... I'm an English major, like as everyone knows. So I think I take words very seriously. And her saying, did Caroline set us up? Or, or her not saying, like, did Caroline go to the cops and, like, uh, you know, accuse us of something? She said, is she the rat? Did she rat us out? Like, so you were fully aware of what you guys were doing. Exactly. That right there. Screamed. It's the that someone told on you. Already done our time at this point. But, oh, my gosh. And, then, and then it's just so weird because, like, she obviously thought Jacqueline was the rat at one point, which who knows. And then um, for Joe to go on and say, no, it wasn't Caroline. I know who the rat is. I just want to know who the rat was. I want to know. I do too. And I've actually thrown out this theory because I'm old, I'm watching old versions of um, New Jersey, like the first, second, third season. And it's fantastic, by the way, everyone. You oh guys go back so and do good. it again. It's probably the best TV I've seen in a very long time. I mean, you know what? I'll tell you the last, the best thing that I've ever is it's the best thing I've done since last year when I rewatched Atlanta from season one, and then I realized why Atlanta is the highest paid franchise across the board. Then it made sense. But I'm between sure. them and Jersey, I think the East Coast is holding up the entire Bravo network. I really do. For sure, for sure, they I really are. Currently, now that 
Jersey, now that I'm out of my Jersey land, I am in my Atlanta land, and I'm binge watching old episodes of Atlanta. I started with season six. Oh wow, so, that's fun! Because I want to work with, and that's one of the good things about Atlanta is that it only got better. It's like Roni; it only got better. It never got worse because even when it was great and Nini was on it, people loved it, and then she left, people were concerned. Kenya mm-hmm. stepped up to that motherfucking plate, and she took that crown and she delivered oh boy did she deliver and then we just it just got better and better it is literally yeah. like a good wine i really do think i didn't want to start from season one because i don't know i did, i mean i've already i've obviously seen all of them already but i wanted to start from where portia and kenya came in because that's a good idea there's gonna be so much Kim was just a very interesting force the very first time yeah. i can understand when i first watched it from season one i remember why people were interested in her. It made sense. The whole Big Papa phase, it was a good time, you know, oh, in the early 2000s. Yeah. I was like, yeah, you know. But I will say, in watching my old Housewives, you know, and watching Jersey back, I saw that <laughs> I think that someone who owed Joe, who Joe owed money to, and this is not for real, guys. This is just a, a fun allegation. Um, um, one of Marissa's, Melissa's in-laws, mm-hmm. I think her sister's husband, Joe Judice, also Judice, because I don't think they even know their own names. Um, they, he said that um, Joe owed one of Melissa's in-laws money, and he was at the christening, and he was like, "It's a thousand dollars." He owes me a thousand dollars, and Joe Gorga was like, "I don't think you're gonna get that back. You literally gotta beat him for it." Like, and Joe Judice's response to him was like, "Sue me for it." <laughs> and I was like, is this a foreshadow to now where they are in jail for it? Um, and then I was like, hey, maybe it's like a Caroline foreshadow, you know? Like, maybe it's just the same thing as like Caroline foreshadowed. Teresa's going to have to build her up by the bootstraps. And I think that Teresa is still as delusional as always, but I think that she is a little bit more humble to the fact that she needs to be able to defend her own self. She needs to be able to fend for her own self. And I don't think Joe should be in the house anymore. She runs that house now. It's been four years. She's been a single mom. Just let it know. You don't even have a place in this house anymore, in my opinion. I think that they're done. They're done. I would be very, very, very shocked if they weren't done. I would Um, be too. would be a little bit happy, I think, for some odd reason. But I would be shocked. I would love for them to stay together. I would love for it to be ha- I would love for it to happen, but I just don't think it will. I don't think it will either. And I would not love for them to stay together. I think that's a toxic relationship and it has been since day one. And if you send me to jail and I lose time with my mother, I, you are lucky I'm not going back to jail and killing you. You are. That's very just lucky. true. I mean, the only reason I would like to see them I would like to see them stay together is because like I don't know. Their little kids seem to like. Yeah, but their kids are also big enough now. I think they've gotten older while Joe was away, and they quickly had to come to terms with the fact that their dad's a bad guy. And I think that's a literal, that's therapy in the works right there. Because, like, when you know when you have a love for someone, but they're not right for your mom, but like they're also not a good person, but you love them because they're good to you, you get very confused. That's a huge mind fuck. And it takes a lot of work to undo that work so that they can still love each other. And I think we're gonna see it with especially the older ones who are like, yo, we don't want to see you guys like fight. Like we just we don't want to deal with this. We just want to love you guys separately. Like I think they're all very prepared for them to be separately Melania and Gianna. Oh poor poor girl. I love them. They're all so pretty and so cute. Well, what wasn't cute this week, Vicky's entire party, 
this birthday party, none of it was cute. And guys, I you guys all know how much I hate OC. And I've given a strong banner where I do not talk about Tamara. I just, I can't do it. I will never stop. So I will allow Tabitha to talk about Tamara, but I just can't do it. I will go down a very dark, dark Alice in Wonderland type hole, which is what Gina was dressed for. But Vicky was not. Vicky was... A few things, okay. Vicky was Queen of Versailles, not really. She was Queen Victoria, but also Marie Antoinette. It was a very unclear theme. Two of them didn't get a theme at all. Bronwyn and Emily didn't even know that there was a theme. Gina got the wrong theme, and Tamara and Shannon were like ladies in waiting, but not English. They were like American princesses from the South. Were you confused? I was confused. Uh, yeah, it was very like old English um, meets Alice in Wonderland meets Cinderella to me. Like it was very. Oh, yeah. that, that, that tracks. It, it was all over the place for sure. I actually liked this episode compared to episodes that we've had recently. Um, that doesn't mean I think it was great, but I do think it was more entertaining than the past few. I actually did enjoy it a little bit. I do think I enjoyed it more. You're right. I do think that 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 happened. As far as Tamara goes, I feel, I mean, like, it's just, it's just like, does she have any other tricks? No. All she does is stir the pot. Like, it was so. Oh, that fake. Oops. Yeah, that, that was so gross. That oops didn't, like, it's just like, oh, like, I can't even, I can't, I can't at this, I can't. That's like all I can say is I can't can't anymore because it's so it's almost staged at this point and I don't you think because that's what I think it's almost like Tamara is playing the pot stirrer and it's just kind of like unauthentic and I I'm over it a little bit so yeah that's another franchise that I think needs to clean house. I've said they that to clean house. And you know, I have too, and I'll give you, because um, I know you listen, but I have not um, told you my specific uh, lineup and I'll get your thoughts. My lineup, my perfect lineup for OC is Tamara gone. And that's not just because I hate her. She just does nothing for the show yeah. anymore. She yeah. doesn't. Her fake oop, she, she's been on the show 12 seasons. She knows when the cameras are there. She knows what she's doing. That's exactly. why. So she's gone. Vicky's gone. Shannon's demoted to friend of. Mm-hmm. And we bring back Gretchen and Alexis. And not because I like them both so much, but because they did something great for the show. Also, I think we need an update on Alexis because so much of her old persona is what we knew as this Christian woman who was so devoted to her doting husband who was so Christian and that's no longer, none of that lasts. Mm-hmm. So I want to know a, a new version of her. I want to see Gretchen try to face to it herself on real screen and then bring back Lizzie Rosvek. Yes. Who is still really good friends with Emily. So she can stay. Gina is gone. No more. And Bronwyn can stay because she's also friends with Lizzie. And then we have, like, random pop-ins from Carrie Brittingham in Dallas, who is best friends with Bronwyn in real life. I would absolutely love that. Lizzie is my all-time favorite OC housewife. Well, I guess I think she was a fun time. She's from my hometown, which is so freaking weird. Columbia, Kentucky. Like, you can't even see it on a map. So weird. Um, But, and that's not why I like her, but she's just, well... The reason I like her is because she called Tamara on her bullshit 
first season that she was on, sadly, the only season that she was on. Um, but I loved that. That's when I was like, you know what? Yeah, Tamara does fucking suck. Like, she's She the- really does. I try to tell people she's the worst. And, yeah, so I actually, I mean, Gretchen I could live without, um, but as far as everyone I mean, else, granted, I could because I feel like that storyline's done and I think it's changed on it. But for some reason, I really want to see her and Alexis make it different and make it better. And if not Gretchen and Alexis, then I want Alexis and I want Heather to come back. I know she That's never would. Say. That's what I was going to say. I, I know she never would, but in a perfect world, yeah. Heather is back and telling Alexis, if everyone says you're dead, you need to lie down. And I was like, whoa, a yeah. Hallmark card. If, exactly. If, yeah, I, I was, I was going to say that out of everyone that you just named, if I had to get rid of one, it would be Gretchen and I'd put in Heather. So yeah, I agree Absolutely. with that. I think that would be great. I would love to see her and Alexis like kind of make it work again. Um, I would like to see Heather get to know Bronwyn. I actually think that that would be an interesting dynamic because Heather and Bronwyn's mom has already had a problem. Like they've already gotten into it. So I would like to see, and Bronwyn has actually told me that Heather's always been perfectly nice to her, like to Bronwyn. So she didn't understand like why, you know, Heather went on her podcast and talked negatively about Dr. Deb. But I'm also like, Bronwyn, I love you, but have you met your mother? Like, it's, it's, yeah. it's more we're going to go negative before positive. Yeah, I'm not going to get to positive. But yeah. I actually think that's why she's no longer on the show. I think it does have something to do with the allegations that she used um, a racial slur towards that black man on OC who was not a security guard, which is yeah. already... We're on a really bad track when you, you know, mistake someone who is African-American and a man and then you use terms like that big guy. And yes, she definitely paused that long over there, the security guy. And I'm like, oh, where are we going with this? And in my heart, I felt a tone and a twinge of prejudice. I wouldn't say racist yet, but I was like, I don't like where this is going and I feel itchy. This does not make me feel good. Something is missing here. And yeah. then the very next day, we got some allegations and some insinuations that I will say, um, I do know more information about. I cannot say anything yet, but I, there's a reason why we have not heard from the family about that. Um, which, you know, understandable, because when you make these allegations, some investigation has to go into it. You know what I mean? So... Um, and I'm sure Bravo wanted to take it very seriously, which is why I think Dr. Deb may not be on uh, either for a while or maybe not on the rest of the season. But either way, I could deal without, you know? Dang, interesting. Yeah, I mean, I'm I, I'm just not a fan of Dr. Deb, period. I honestly haven't been since I met her on Bravo. I think Bronwyn would be better off on the show without her. I think people would like her more without her mom. Well, see, my think thought process when Bronwyn first came on was because OC needed a mom. There's a mom in every okay, yeah. every franchise. And I mean, yeah, like when Lydia was on, they kind of had her mom and she's kind of, you know, cut from the same cloth, if you will, as Bronwyn's mom. But I don't know. I'm just um I I don't I don't like Dr. Deb. I think she's like kind of just like super trashy, and it's not because like she dresses the way she does, like whatever dress however you want. It's the way you present yourself that comes along with it, and I just think that she's just not good people. <laughs> I I agree. I I get very weird vibes about her. Very different ones than I get from her daughter. I feel a lot of owing there. Like Brahma might think she owes her mom this, but I'm like, you really don't, girl. So. Mm-hmm. 
let set yourself free. Let yourself fly. You and your husband are fine on TV. They are made for television, so you don't need her. She's not a she's not a good pacifier. If anything, I think Miss I think Doctor Deb will piss it away for her. For sure. I think not Bronwyn on her own is doing just fine. Right. I don't think it's good that your very first season you are having Bravo have to step in. There's like allegations of rape. That's the one thing that never goes well on Housewives. Yes, do we think that we do we think that all the housewives are not at some level in some point a few of them racist? Probably. But like we like to not know it. We don't like to be confronted yeah. with it because it makes it very hard for us as viewers to swallow it. Like we can't stand for things we know are blatantly wrong, but like, how dare you make us like interrupt our fun time where we get away from the world and all the other things that are going on that are actually like bad for us and don't make us feel good and make us feel all shitty and stuff. And now we have to be confronted with that same shitty behavior on Housewives. Like, no, please don't do that to me. I feel though that Bronwyn has a very deep rooted history with her mom. And I think we see it a lot with the fact that she's constantly crying when someone attacks her. I think Nothing about her seems like she's a crier when she's attacked. I think that it's when you yell at her, like what we saw with Gina, I wrote it down. Gina yelled at her, it's not about you, Bronwyn. And there were tears in three seconds. Three seconds, she started bawling. Yeah. That is not a good sign. You can't be on Housewives and always cry. And it's weird because I'm on... Bronwyn's side in this fight, I don't think she was trying to put public school down. I, I really don't. I don't think that's, I think that's what Gina wanted to hear because she had a lot of built up frustration with Bronwyn and it was about her kids. So she was already overly sensitive. I think it was miscommunication, like what Shannon said. I yeah. don't think Bronwyn was trying to attack her parenting styles. If anything, I think she was trying to say, hey, so this is what you're doing, right? So that makes sense. That I think that your daughter's going to be fine because public schools are usually great for this. So she just wanted to get it right before she made a blanket statement. And that I'm okay with. But you lose your argument. You lose your points ahead when you start bawling out of nowhere and then put your pinkies up in the air. Exactly. Yeah, I put your pinkies up in the air. I don't and know. She wins. She gets the, she gets the, she gets the head. Yeah. I don't know. I think that... Yeah, I agree. I mean, yeah, I like Bronwyn for the show. She's fine. And did you see the after show? I didn't see this week. She actually asked me to watch, not last week, two weeks ago, when they went to, I think, San Diego. Mm -hmm. And they were, you know, it was like all the lady business and everything. That's when she, she asked me to watch and I watched that and I was very shocked and I was like yeah this makes sense and it was a little bit of foreshadowing for this week is that Gina just doesn't like Bronwyn but then that's very very different than you know Bronwyn saying something badly about you yeah. or your kids or whatever she just doesn't like her but that's so funny because no one likes Gina well Bronwyn was talking about her marriage with Shannon on the after show and Bronwyn admitted that she and Sean had had marital problems with infidelity and that actually Bronwyn was the one that cheated on him Oh, wow, that's interesting. Um, Which, and then of course, Shannon's face was like, oh, "You have to watch it." I reposted it always. Oh my god, I will definitely watch. I will check it out on your Instagram, and I will shameless plug it at the in the description for everyone else to go and check it out also. But Shannon and her shocked faces are always hilarious. Yeah. When Brian was like, "I think I'm more attracted to girls now," and Shannon was like, oh, "What?" She didn't say she's leaving her husband. Woman, calm down. Like, relax. 
<laughs> yeah, but that was my first thought was, okay, well, now Shannon doesn't like Bronwyn because Shannon's just like any infidelity. No, 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 which like I agree with. But I mean, I'm not going to shun someone if they've been in. Like, right. And it seems like Bronwyn and, and Sean have done the work. Like, it seemed like they've done the work oh, sure. to then, get sure. back together because she was interested in staying with her husband. The difference, Shannon, is that your husband cheated on you, but he was not interested in staying with you. He did not want to make it work. He wanted to spread his wings and fly. Sean yeah. still wanted his wife, and his wife decided that she wanted to do the work to keep her husband. Boom. Exactly. But you can see it all in Shannon's face. She was like, how could you do that? So oh anyway. Oh, you cheated on a good man like that. Yeah. I mean, I low-key, I'm asking the same question. I love you, Bronwyn, but I did not know that. But I'm like, we all make mistakes. They also met each other so young. They were in college. They've been together since college. She has a billion kids. She yeah. must feel like a woman. I can understand that. She wanted to probably see if she still got it. I'm here to tell you, though, girl, you do, okay? For a woman who had that many kids, you got it. It's yeah. all up in there. She's arguably the hottest woman on the, on the cast right now. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I exactly. actually don't think it's that arguable. I think she's the hottest woman on the cast. That's without a question, yeah. It's second, really, really close second Kelly Dodd. But before Kelly, it's Bronwyn's, she's there. But it's probably why Vicky can't Bronwyn's stand her like so much. Like, oh, like Barbie doll, which we all, we don't want to love. I think it's why Bronwyn, I mean, it's why Vicky can't stand her. It's the same reason why Vicky ended up hating Kelly. Kelly yeah. was this beautiful, younger woman who had a man who took care of her, who had money, didn't have to work. And Vicky's all about, I work, I work, I work. But I don't think she wants to. I think she wants to be a housewife. I think she doesn't mind having her own money because she had to. I think that in her perfect world, there is a good, strong man who loves her and worships her and it takes care of her all the time, which is what Kelly had originally. And now Kelly's divorced and her and her ex get along perfectly, whereas Don Gobelson does not like her. So yeah, there's that. And then you have Bronwyn, who's physically still in love with her husband. All these kids, all this money, he takes care of her. She doesn't have to work. And they love each other. Her love tank's full. Oh, yeah, yeah Vicky's hating on that. For sure. Yeah, For no, that's, sure. that's that's a, a hot mess. And that's like one of the things of OC is not the place for good marriages, as we've seen yeah. with this week of... Uh, Jim Edmonds and Megan King Edmonds. And I will make this brief. You can go ahead, Tabitha, because I feel like so many people are mourning this relationship. And I'm over here rolling my eyes, not because I think that she deserves it again, but because I think what happened was terrible. But the writings were on the wall for years. Vicky called it. I think even Heather was like, okay, um, well, I was friends with his first wife and I'm also friends with this one of Megan's. She's nice. And I'm like, you know it too. We all know it. I also feel how you get him is how you lose him. She used to babysit for his old wife, as Vicky alleged. Here we are with allegations of a nanny. Do I believe them? No, probably not. I don't know. But I also don't care. The smear campaign that they're both doing, it's like, okay, yes, he cheated on you. But I think that if that were the case and he was, it was so bad, you, why did he have to make the move? I, that's what I do not get. What well, else did he need to do to show you that he did not want to be with you anymore? Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree with you. It was coming for a very long time. I am not 100% convinced that he wasn't interested in the nanny. I think his Instagram posts with her were very, very appropriate. And um, after the news broke, he went private, like, right away. Because obviously people were, like, going to his Instagram and being, like, looking for those posts and da 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 so I thought that was a little bit of a weird sign. He's since not no longer private. But um, what I found even more interesting than just 
them breaking up, because like you said, that's not that shocking, was the daughter, Haley, her response to the whole thing. Like, she's like, I mean, do you blame my dad for leaving her? Like, she's like a narcissist. She never liked the woman. Uh, we saw it on, sh- on the show. Yeah, which is very different information than what Megan led on the show. They made it seem like her and Haley were just like long of F's and that's not the case. So interesting. Well, okay. Sorry. This is brand new news. I will be putting this on my Instagram feed. I just checked my phone that someone sent me. This is why I love my followers. Please guys follow me, make some with money at on Instagram. And I, I, I cherish each one of you so much. Jamie Foxx's new girlfriend works at Sir. Oh, wow. Vanderpump Rules. And she's going to be on Vanderpump Rules? Yeah. Wow. This just put Lala on like the lowest of totem poles. You are not the first to ever do it, girl. You will not be the last. This girl is beautiful. She worked, of course, Lisa Vanderpump knows how to pick the, her, she does, who needs an HR person? Lisa Vanderpump was like, you're pretty. Okay, can you hold a tray? That's all we need. Yeah, wow. That'll be but interesting. It will surely be interesting. All the more reason why I need a season right now. I cannot hold it anymore. I just need it so badly. Um. Anyways, back to MKE and Jim. Um, I also have, have some thoughts and feelings about Megan raising her cameo price to a thousand dollars plus ah. just a thousand it's actually a thousand plus um for those who don't know what that means and while while we why while i was reporting it um megan so cameo is this what it's like an app where various celebrities mainly c or d list of various different genres like sports and tv and, and news and everything you can think of singers they basically you can just pay money and send them a request and they'll send you back a video of them saying whatever you want basically so happy birthday to my mom you know they'll send you back a happy birthday shannon's mom or happy birthday liz you know you're so great and your daughter really loves you that she asked me to do this and she told me your favorite episode was blah 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 like it'll be like 30 seconds to a minute or something and it's it's really a cool thing there's lots of cool celebrities on it lots of housewives bethany frankel's on it um oh some other some some international ones are on it uh and megan was on it for a while and then she raised her price to a thousand dollars so it's actually a little bit more you have to buy a package of coins and the package that is the closest is like a hundred thousand coins and it's um a hundred thousand coins but seventy thousand coins is a thousand dollars um if you go straight out of money and not coins it is nine hundred ninety nine dollars which is like the discount price that is weird many people have suggested that maybe it's to keep the people from being able to request her but i will also say guys sarah jessica parker the sjp from sex in the city is on cameo and because she's filming right now and got so many requests because people love her she was able to temporarily unavailable herself because it's an option so i don't think she temper she wanted to temporarily unavailable herself i think she wants your financial support and yeah. not emotional support 
Yeah, she's not worth a thousand dollars. That's for sure. No offense, but I don't know if any of the housewives are worth a thousand dollars. No, I may give it to Sonya Morgan. I mean, maybe, maybe. I mean, just happy birthday or congratulations on your whatever. I, I, I'd rather buy shoes. Uh, hello if i had a thousand dollars that is somebody's rent that is shoes that is groceries for like a month and a half that is so many other things not for an ex former housewife of orange county non-veteran non-current you're literally one of the sandwich girl like she's one of the middles she's in the middle of all the other flyaway seasons i know her just about as much as i know peggy she is the girl though that um Basically found Brooks out. <laughs> I mean, we all knew. Hey, yes. Great, thanks. But we all also thought he was a shady individual anyway. So um, great for that. But I mean, Ashley Jacobs is on there, but I we kind of always looped them into the same person. Ashley Jacobs, guys from Southern Charm. Yeah, They're, they're like the same caliber of people. X, not current. Eh, just pretty. And what are you saying? Like, you don't even have the personality to be charging $1,000. They kind of look alike. It's Ashley. Yeah, if you think about it. They do actually kind of look alike. Well, that, I wish them both all the best. They've changed a lot of their statements since. You know, Megan's blog, Bloom, was, uh, it was a mess to me. There was a lot of deflection, in my opinion. I think there's fault on both of them, but they're, they're too busy blaming the other solely. Like, I didn't do anything with what you did. And maybe if I reacted, then that's different. But it's like, or it takes two to tango. And it took two to build this marriage. And it took two to destroy this marriage. So um, but wish them all the best. God bless to the kids because the kids are adorable. They don't deserve to suffer. Hopefully they're young enough to not remember too much of this. But, you know, that's OC was not giving us very much this year. I mean, this this week we had Megan King, which is bigger than what happened on TV. Um, other than Gina and Roman's fight, which is very, you know, unrelevant, so irrelevant to me. And then we did get a little bit, you know, briefly of Brandy Glanville and Kelly Dodd being on Watch It Happens Live, which I thought was fantastic. Um, a couple of highlights from that. They're very, very much so friends in real life. They took a BFF test and they actually passed with getting six of the same right answers in two um, only two that they didn't agree on, but they pretty much agreed on everything raunchy and BFF worthy. Um, Brandy is currently good with both Kyle and Kim um, from Housewives of Beverly Hills, Kyle Richards and Kim Richards, and she is good with Leanne Rhymes and her ex-husband, Eddie Sibrian. That is a lot of good going on in Brandy's life. Pretty much all you had to do was get off Bravo. And yeah. Ellie is not good with anyone. And that is the episode, if you missed it. If you did miss it, it's also available in podcast floor, platform, uh, wherever you get your podcast. Like if you're listening, wherever you're listening to this now, you can listen to it if you didn't tape it or didn't see it on On Demand. Very good episode. Tabitha, what did you think of their relationship? I loved it. I When I found out that they were coming on Watch What Happens Live together, I was like, um, super excited. Um, would be an understatement. I definitely was watching it live, which is not meant to be a pun, but it's funny. Um, <laughs> so what happens? Because I don't always watch it live. I'm I'm like in bed by eight thirty most nights, but um, 
and then I watch everything on record. But I loved it. I love their friendship. They're just like two peas in a pod. It would be so fun for like them to be on like if like kind of like Orange County and Beverly Hills like mix like still. Oh my like, gosh! But like, or Brandy just like drove down the highway to Orange County. Yeah. And- on it now there's something because bravo did a really cute thing where they did a highlight reel of both of their best moments and then they asked the audience as a who was the looser canon and i thought that was adorable because all of their moments one after the other they were very good it was much like a, a kelly you're a little dork you're a little pussy to shane and it was right after at least i'm not doing crystal math in the bathroom all night and it was like whoo I forgot I, how much fun I love when um, Andy asked Kelly if she would call her castmates the menopausal mamas. I thought that was so funny. And she like laughed herself and she was like, yeah, I would. Because that's something that um, she surely would. Randy Kelly is the, the other ladies in her franchise. Kelly is literally, they are meant to be friends they really are and then we found out that kelly is also really good friends with ramona singer which we already knew from instagram but that's just a really fun uh, kelly is a good time and it just seems that she just needs to attract people who are like her and oc is just the epitome of not that yeah i agree with like to pretend like they're really really fun and dance on table but there's so much of the conservative women that they don't like other people to have fun or like they're fun to be limited to certain extents and you can't be sexual. You can't say too many things. You can't curse too much. You can't do this. You can't do that, but you can get drunk. And Kelly's like, okay, then what can I do? Which is also what happened with Brandy on Beverly Hills. She was very much so like, I can't do this. I can't do that. So what can I do? And then they found each other. And I think both of them should just be together or head on over to Roni where they can do whatever the fuck they want. So (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I agree. But it was a cute, it was really cute and funny. And I really liked that they were actually friends that were on there together. Yeah, I think that was really, it was sweet to see them be like, look, we're not that bad of people. We can actually make good friendships, which I think is great. Exactly. And what else I think was great or what is going to be great is Leanne's wedding on Housewives of Dallas. Uh, this is the last of the things that we're probably going to recap today because not much happened on Dallas this uh, week. We had like a part one. Not a ton happened. I um, definitely have a few notes that I wrote down for Dallas. Um, mostly about the dress because the dress uh-huh. situation has kind of bothered me from the get. I love, 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 love Leanne. She's the first housewife to follow me on my Instagram. So like I have uh-huh. to. So I think she was mine too. <laughs> I have to have love for her. Um, but obviously, I said it on my podcast. I hated the way that she handled the money situation with the wedding dress. And then, um, but I will say, I think I don't like the dress. I think that she would have had a better dress if she would have paid for it. Did you like the dress? I I didn't like the dress. I thought she kind of looked like um a lava lamp. Oh, lava lamp. Oh, my God. I I don't know. I think I liked it when she put it on. And then in pictures, it did not photograph well to me. I didn't like it. I I like... I liked okay. I liked um, the sleeves. I liked. I thought see that's the one th- part that I didn't like. I thought the sleeves made her look way too covered up and a little too conservative. Her hair was up. This, there was a collar. It like went all the way up yeah. her neck and it was long sleeved. It seems like it was very restrictive and gave me straight jacket vibes. And I don't think that that is something we should play with when we're talking about Leanne. 
<laughs> See, I liked the sleeves. I didn't like the collar and my least favorite thing about it that made it look like a lava lamp, to, in my opinion. I oh, the ruffles in the front, huh? The ruffle in the front, in the yeah. back. It was, it was too much. I didn't hate but, that. I just right. think that I don't know. I just think that it definitely swallowed Leanne like 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 nothing I've yeah. ever seen. Like I a tiny, she, tiny tic tac. I think she would have been better off if she had paid ten thousand dollars for a dress. She would have gotten better. Dress. I think she would have been better off if she went to David's bridal and got a dress. I think that it looked like a free dress. Not to knock that beautiful dressmaker. Oh my gosh. Like she I think she's amazing. And I think she has a very she's very talented because yeah, I think that dress would have looked better on someone else. Yeah. And if she had more time and if she didn't have to pay for the materials out of her own pocket. Yeah, there was no there was no reward for her at the end of the day. I mean, yeah, I guess being on Dallas housewife. Yes. I mean, she's a, I've, I lived in Dallas, but I also looked her up. She's a respectable designer in her own right. She yeah. didn't really need this because how many people are going to fly to Dallas anyway to go get their dress from her? She's so sweet. She seems so sweet. I mean, I act like I know her, but she seems so sweet. And I just feel like, you know what? I don't blame her. Not my favorite dress. I don't blame her for kind of just. She I had to buy all those materials her. herself. Yeah. And do what she had to do for it. And that's just, you know, if it, I just think that Leanne, she didn't get to have a lot of agency in how the dress was supposed to look because she wasn't paying for it. So mm -hmm. if she had wanted it a certain way with certain materials, she would have paid for it. So. Mm -hmm that she doesn't really get that opportunity. And then what did you think? Like, I didn't write this down, but what did you think of the fact that she had a five hour gap no. for, between her ceremony and her reception, which I just think is utter blasphemy. Who doesn't have food and snacks and cocktail hour passing trays, something to I guess, do the wedding? As a guest or a wedding party member, I would have been pissed if you listen to my podcast at all like which I know you do but um I'm not super big on weddings I I want to have one one day but I want it to be super chill super low-key and I want all the money that we could have spent on a wedding going to like a really cool honeymoon or a nice house or something yeah, I'm, I'm a house girl oh my um, let me let me get stationed like, yeah it's just not, um I think brides turn into crazy, crazy bitches a lot of times. And I think that that, like you said, and like Stephanie said, actually on Watch What Happens Live Wednesday, it was just like a way to make sure that they made Leanne, like they couldn't leave. It was just a way to be like, you're here for me. This is my day. Would be here for you. Girl, like it's a wedding. Nobody does a whole bunch of shit before yeah. or after wedding it, it's always about the bride it's always about the wedding so to do that it's just to me it's so manipulative and so ridiculous because if a wedding is at 12 right people are going to wake up they're going to get ready they're not going to go out and get and get drunk or something before your wedding and if your reception is at three they're going to go to the reception your reception, your ceremony probably ends at like 1, 1 1.30. Then it goes straight to the reception. Cocktail hour, they eat at 3, 3.30. You come at like 4. They stay, they party, they dance until 5, 6 o'clock. That is literally already a six-hour day. Yeah, but that's why you have your wedding at like 4 p.m., the ceremony. And then you start the re reception at like 6 or so. And then you party till like 10. And then... Or later. Yeah. And then you go home. But so, then people still get to make it about you. No one's going to forget yeah. that they also have a wedding that day. So I just think that was like incredibly in, inconsiderate. I and would, I, 
of people's time. I would have been pissed. I would have actually been pissed. It's why, and I don't like to share too many of my wedding thoughts on my podcast because I don't want people to steal them. But it's why for my ceremony, I'm probably going to have snacks at the ceremony. Because <laughs> I would hate to make people sit and just listen to me talk about how much I love someone. Yeah, I'm like, just not, like, I don't think that I... I I don't want to have bridesmaids. I don't want any of that. I just want it to be keeping it chill. Keeping it chill and just because it's I don't know. I just feel I almost feel like a big lavish wedding is kind of like a jinx. I mean, my mom had like a big lavish wedding with my dad, and they're divorced as fuck. So. Yeah, that's exactly what happened over here. So it just seems yeah. like focus on the marriage, not the party. That's what it seems yeah. like to me. It's, it Rick, just seems like a jinx to me. Rich definitely seemed like he was like hustled into coming to this wedding, not being in it but coming to it. So I think you should just, you know, focus on that a little bit more. But at the same time, maybe she didn't have enough people to be her bridesmaids because no one came to her shower except for Cameron and Carrie with a C. That, and she had so many different parties leading up to the wedding. I've never in my life. And I don't care if people say it's a Dallas thing. I know three people currently who just got married, and all three of them live in Dallas. And none of them had six parties. Yeah, I get that. Like, Leanne's, like, 51. She's never been married, and she's always wanted to be married. And now this is her time, so she's, like, soaking it all up. I get that. But at the same time, like, your husband-to-be has eyes on, like, his, what, third, fourth marriage? So this it's, like, his fourth yeah okay so it's just like get it done and just people like that like uh, so many girls I know so many girls I think that they just like wanted the wedding they didn't actually care about the marriage and I think that that's Brittany from Vanderpump Rules cough cough yeah. and okay. like everyone I went to high school with um but like I think that that's what Leanna's like I think she's just like finally I get my wedding I'm gonna soak the shit out of it and then like she really doesn't care at the end of the day about being married I mean I think yeah. she'll be married and stay married for as long as she can or whatever, hopefully. But I don't think that that's like the I mean, I think there was something to what DeAndre said of, of they leave different lives. I really believe that. I think they do leave different lives, her and Rich. And yeah. they just, you know, they're also grown. They are grown, grown. So they are not joined at the hip. And then that's evident, but they want to be married. Or she wants to be married so that she can say she's married after 10 years and being 51. So I understand that, but not six parties, four parties worth. And then I have a feeling, a bad feeling about the fact that they crashed Carrie with the K's girls night when she literally just threw it because everyone wasn't invited to everything. And it's kind of stupid to nitpick what each person gets invited to. Like, you get to come to these three showers, but not the last two. You get to come to the wedding in the first shower, but not the yeah. middle two. That's just so dumb. And it so, makes you not want to do anything for you. So, yeah, so I was much. cool with Carrie. Would you have gone to the shower or the girls' night? Um, Probably the shower. I'm not much on a girls' night. I'm not much on, like, girls' trips. Just well, yeah, no girls just give me anxiety, but I'm always there for drinking. Getting girls together, just like not my fave. I would have gone to the shower, given her a little gift, and then been like, okay, I did my part. Bye. Yeah, gotta go. Yeah, that's that's more my speed. I think I would have stopped by, had a little bit of a love, but I also felt out Cameron would have given us shit for, you know, not um staying or being or dipping or whatever it would have been impolite but i also think it's impolite to crash a shower so yeah, yeah. It's, definitely, it's, just, it's a messy situation i feel like that that she has 
I mean, it is Leanne, so maybe that's the way she wanted it. But she's definitely created a mess. Yeah, absolutely. And she has created an even bigger mess, as we've seen in a mid-season trailer. We did allude to it a little bit earlier, guys. But if you did not already know, the mid-season trailer is has come out. Um, and I have posted the stories. And I will add to my highlights if it's not already there. Um, but you can pretty much see it anywhere, especially on BravoTV.com. Um, there is a couple of moments where... Leanne makes some statements and they seem to make the rest of the season kind of about Leanne's statements towards Carrie Brittenham with the K um, and about her specifically being Mexican. I think the implication is that Carrie does not want to get into a fight with Leanne and Leanne invading her is like, well, where's that Mexican strength? Where's that chirpy little Mexican? Or she says it to Cameron. And I think this is what causes the, causes the, um, the uh the fallout between Cameron and Leanne a little bit and she says it to her of like um you got this chirpy little Mexican blah 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 and it's not again that Mexican is a slur it's that her using it in this way is like an implication of it being an insult it is not an insultive thing to say Mexican but she's using it in that way and that is what made people on the whole cast it seems like being very uncomfortable me having lived in Dallas the Hispanic population is absolutely outstanding it is huge so it's very very much so probably something that hits close to a lot of their home because it is a very big deal right now you know immigration especially with regards to the bottom part of texas and what that's going to look like a lot of people who live in texas are hispanic and then leanne even saying something in a implicative tone that being Mexican is one of bad things. Like, where's that Mexican strength? Where's that Mexican energy? It's like, it's a, it's a lot and it's enough. And it seemed like what made Cameron upset. I don't remember why. I do remember that her kids are learning Spanish. Are they fluent in it already? I don't know why. I think it's just because, I don't think it has a heritage thing. I think it's just because they want she wants them to be fluent in something no because i also remember court being fluent in spanish or something and she's saying that they talk to their dad but they don't talk to she doesn't learn it yet do you does this recall at all to you tabitha like do you remember yeah. that yeah i remember that they are i believe fluent in spanish and i think that's great that they're fluent in spanish because they're older it's first of all it's easy to learn a second when language when you're young when you're older if you know a second language you're automatically paid more in whatever field that you go into and especially if they are older and then they decide to like work in the Dallas area or the Texas area or honestly anywhere, New York, whatever. If they have that background, you know, you can get any job anywhere because a lot yeah. of people work by land. I think so I think it's really amazing that she does that. I, I think it's really good for her. I think that it's also one of the reasons why Cameron took it to be a little bit um, insulting, which I can also understand. Um, and uh, the rest of the cast uh, seemingly did too, especially because they like Carrie Brittenham. So for, and I don't think Carrie was upset as anybody else was, but for her to do that, um, it kind of made a sour tone for the rest of the season, which is so funny because we're, we're going up with Leanne, like to the top of the tipping point of a wedding and celebration and then down where everybody hates her. So that's up. As a whole, and I've always been like that, it just makes me so uncomfortable when people refer to other people as what color they are or what ethnicity they are. Yeah, it's not okay. And I think that I had a special problem with it, especially this week with so much uh, race allegations or, you know, insulting things being said on multiple franchises back and forth. It yeah. made me very uncomfortable. It was a low point for Bravo for me, um, especially because I am not Mexican, but I would have a very 
big issue with someone saying that little black, like that little black yeah. girl or something like that sings so like, where's that black energy? I'm like that. What does that even mean? What are you getting at? I don't like that. And I think that it's, it gives very, it gives room for a lot of stereotypes that Leanne is obviously working with. And I think she should really, really, really check herself. And I hope she apologizes when it actually airs. I really did. He deserves it. Carrie deserves an apology. People as that whatever girl or that whatever guy, like their guy, their girl. We're all humans. Let's just stop. Let's just, you know, (laughs) not maybe stop people or define them solely and file them away specifically because of their race. That seems like it's a it's insanely ridiculous and it's such a sensitive time, especially like you said, being 2019. Like I'm surprised that Leanne isn't smarter than that. But like, I think that's also why people have often said that this is the reason why the their Bravo keeps trying to phase in these younger women into these franchises, is because these older women are very much so showing their age of what they've been able to get away with for the last 50, 60 years, what is no longer accepted now, but they want a younger audience, but the younger audience doesn't want to watch because they're so, you know, that's away from this kind of mess. That's a really good point. And also a point that I think a lot of people are divided on. Cause I've talked to a lot of people who are just like, they don't, they, they're tired. They don't, they don't want their housewives to be in their 20s and 30s. They I want don't want my housewives to be in my 20s and 30s, but I think this is where we get to yeah. that point where Bravo is like, this is why we're trying to use younger people because we want a younger demographic. Because I watch their ratings, I look at their demographics. It's not good. It's not young. It's very old. But with that comes DVRing, people who miss it, people who go to bed, they don't know how to work the DVR. So then they're losing that those ad spaces because who's watching things on DVR? Who's watching things on Hulu? Who's binging stuff? It's the millennials and the centennials. It is Gen Z. Like it is younger. It is 40 under. And those are the ones who are like, you can't say that guys. And they get turned off from it, which I understand. It's hard. If you're not, if you're new to the housewife world and you first get into New York, you're, you're probably going to be offended at least four times in an episode. It's, it's going to happen. Like Halloween alone last year with Luann. I mean, it's going to happen. Exactly. Leanne just liked my photo, actually. I feel like I'm okay. just like, <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, but it's also, it goes to show, like, what you're right. Young housewives on, you know, young housewives don't always work on Bravo. And sometimes they really work against you, as we've seen as the two youngest Roni members have quit. Allegedly, Tinsley quit today, um, this week. Which I hate. I love Tinsley. I do. I did report on my Instagram that she has um, gotten back together with Scott. And then I reported that she's moved to Chicago. I've also reported that there is likely a Chicago Housewives in the works. Um, We have no word on that. It is all alleged and speculation. But there is a lot of tail signs that these things are happening so hopeful for that however there's also reports that if if there is going to be one and tinsley's there she's not going to be a part of it because production is pissed last night the cast was filming for um housewives uh, for the halloween episode tinsley was nowhere to be found she reportedly missed filming hasn't really shown up for a lot of the filming events apparently and she's been living in chicago full-time with scott and very proud of her relationship with Scott now. So I think that she might have left. Um, holy balls. I read that this morning. I'm shocked and I'm nervous because, I mean, I, I think she probably got her coins from Bravo. She does have her trust, but if she is on bad terms with her family, she has this man who I'm hoping by now gives her a ring because if not, she just uprooted her entire life 
for nothing. Yeah, at the end of the day, Tinsley's goal is to be a wife. And I just feel like she's going to do anything and everything to get there. And if that means moving from one city to another and letting go kind of her career, then she will. So I'm not going to at all. I'm not surprised. And you know what? You're right. I'm not surprised because also how much more could I have taken of her telling me how much she wants to be a wife and a mother? True. Like what was I don't think I could have done anymore. There is no other plot line. We barely got a date from her last year. She's broken up with Scott on and off like three times. So, you know, best of luck, Tinsley. I do like her, but I couldn't take much more of it. So I hope it was worth it. And Scott, you better not fuck this up this time. No, Scott, um, seriously, like if you're listening and we all know that you are, um, <laughs> Tinsley's like a gem and you're kind of just like, like, take what you can get. Okay. You, okay. you got someone good somehow, like just treat her right. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Exactly. Oh my God. That was so much. And I feel like we sped through it. I could have talked to you forever and ever and ever. Um, like but detoxed. we made it through the end of Bravo. Yeah. <laughs> you feel like you detoxed? I just feel like I detoxed. I had so much to talk about. There were so many things on my mind. I'm glad we got it all out. I feel much better. It's like a Bravo colonics. I am clean. I am free. I am new. And I'm now like three pounds lighter. Yay. Now we are ready for what next week will bring. <laughs> exactly. And this week, you know, we had all this stuff to talk about on and off the screen this week. Imagine what is going to happen next week when, guys, this Sunday, House Eyes of Atlanta premieres. And if you are not watching, you are going to literally shit yourselves when you realize how good Atlanta is over everything else that's on TV right now. And that's just the truth. I'm surprised they didn't, you know, split this up a little bit better, but you know, it is what it is. I am so excited for Atlanta. Tabitha, are you watching? I feel like Andy has given me like the best birthday presents ever this week. My birthday is actually tomorrow and Tommy and I are going to go to Disney World on Sunday. So That's I, won't be watching, I won't be watching live, but I will be watching as soon as I get home. I'm super excited because obviously New Jersey is coming on too on the 6th. So I'm going to be super depressed getting back from Disney. And I feel like this is going to get me out of my depression. My Disney yes. Because It's a very, very big deal. Um, Jersey is premiering on Wednesday as well. And I'm excited for that also. And I think that they're going to both shit on both of the other Housewives franchises. Mainly because on Dallas, everyone is just, you know, Leanne is the driving force, but in a negative way. And then on OC, we pretty much only have, like, Bronwyn and shitty husbands who are driving the plot. So... You know, it's it's they're doing a lot of work on their own, whereas Housewives of Atlanta and Housewives of Jersey, those whole cast, they deliver every time. And I'm really excited for that. And I think I think we have time for a little bit of tagline fun. And you have just a couple more minutes. We I wanted to get your thoughts on the new taglines. I haven't heard them yet. Really? Okay, so this is going to be great. I haven't heard them yet. All right, so I will give you, let's see. It might be too much to think, like you can guess who is which one's going to be which. Um, but huh? yeah, because it's going to be like, <laughs> if you can tell who this one is, you know, then you are definitely an Atlanta fan. Oh, yeah, um, that game. Okay, so. First one, you guess who it is. 
I was gone with the wind, but now I'm back and twice as fabulous. That's Kenya. Oh, yes. And then we have a little trickier because she's, oh, I don't want to give that away. I'm living my dreams, but not above my means. I want to say Portia. Eva. Eva. Because Eva, was it her house? Wasn't it her house? Could she afford her house? Why she keep moving? Eva was even a housewife. That's bad. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, we have another one. This, you won't, I don't know if you'll be able to guess this one, but this is funny. This Phoenix has risen, and I'm saying bye, Ashes. This Phoenix has risen. I'm saying bye, Ashes. Is it Portia? Yes, that's Portia. (laughs) I'm on a spiritual journey and still traveling first class. Um, Probably Mimi. Yep. Good job. The pretentious gives it away. (laughs) Um, The only time that I look back is to see how far I've come. That's Candy. No, it's not. Oh, who is it? Oh, wait. Who's the other housewife? Cynthia. Oh. Yeah, underwhelming. Exactly. (laughs) Now, this one is candy, and it's just amazing. It's my favorite of everyone's. Don't check for me unless you got a check for me. Oh, I love that. Oh, (laughs) just candy reminding us constantly how rich she is in all of us. I love it. I love that. I am so excited. We're going to have four cities on at one time. I don't know how I'm going to podcast ever again talking about four cities, but... We're into it, guys. Atlanta comes on Sunday at 9, 8 Central. No, it comes on 8, 9 Central. Just kidding. Because uh, Mary to Medicine comes on at 9. Um, and Jersey comes on at 8 as well on Wednesdays. And right before Dallas, it comes on at 9. So, and of course, OC comes on on Tuesdays. Um, but that's four housewives at one time. And we're going to figure it out. But what you can do in the meantime, when you are overwhelmed, everyone, with these all these new premieres and all the drama going on in Bravo, is you can check out Tabitha at the Pop Culture Dweeb, the podcast on everything podcastable. Um, wherever you get your podcast, wherever you listen to your podcast, go and do that. I have had so much fun talking with you, Tabitha. Thank you so much for coming on. So much fun as well. Yes, guys, please go check out my podcast. It's the pop culture dweeb you can find me on instagram also at the pop culture dweeb um you can will not be podcasting next week obviously i'll be out of town but i am going to start podcasting regularly again the following week so yep go do that guys you will not regret it her content is amazing and so much fun i love all the things that she posts she does these great fashion um uh ratings and stuff where she gives her comments on fashion of various uh, award shows and seasons and stuff so you guys you got to go check her out on instagram and on her podcast anywhere you podcast and of course same with me five stars only be nice kind of everything you know be kind as ellen degeneres says um and check me out write a review and i can't wait to connect with all of you on my instagram to learn more about me and my podcast and listen to all the things that go on in the bravo world and pop culture of course you can follow me on instagram at mixing with money m-i-x-i-n-g-w-i-t-h-m-a-n-i and i will see you next week
For more about me, Bravo, Housewives, pop culture, and so much more, follow me on Instagram at Mixing with Moni, M-I-X-I-N-G-W-I-T-H-M-A-N-I. So you can keep up with me and don't forget to also leave a quick review on Apple Podcasts if that's where you're listening and rate me and maybe give me five stars. Thanks so much. Bye.